You know, I've never actually gotten to do the intro myself. I'm Aaron, and I'm from Carmichael, California. Family Travel Radio is on the air. Sweet. Welcome to Family Travel Radio, the official podcast of the Family Travel Association. Family Travel Radio is on the air, helping you discover the world of possibilities family travel has to offer. Yes, indeed, my friend. Good morning. It's Aaron Schlein here. It's April the 29th, and I am back. My family and I are back in California, back from our eight-day adventure, whirlwind adventure through London and the UK, and now I'm ready to report back. I've got five sort of mini episodes that are going to be coming at you every day this week, starting today, and each of those mini episodes is going to cover one specific component of our trip. And right here today in day one, we're going to be talking all about London, exploring London with our kids. And tomorrow we're going to talk about a day trip to Stonehenge. We learned a lot on our road trip, day trip to Stonehenge. And on Wednesday, I've got an episode all about driving in Britain, driving on the left side of the road, right side of the car. It was a bit of an adventure, certainly learned a lot, and also always coming at it from the angle of driving in Britain with kids. It's all about traveling with the kids here on Family Travel Radio. On Thursday, in episode number four, we're going to talk all about lodging options. We made we made one, I'm not sure I'd call it a mistake, but there's definitely something we would have done differently if we could do it over when it comes to lodging. I'm going to get into that. And then episode number five, coming at you on Friday, I'm calling it Moments That Mattered. These aren't specific to to travel or any of the attractions per se. This is just the moments that I felt were really impactful for my family and particularly particularly for my kids. And I hope there's a lot to to learn from that because there was some stuff that happened, that things that I didn't see coming, good and bad. And I want to report back on all of that. So hopefully you can learn from that and use the information I provide here in these episodes for uh, an overseas adventure for your family. So anyway, let's dive into it. It's Monday. We're going to talk all about exploring London. And we got what was called the London Explorer Pass. And we got that in advance before we left home. Uh, The London Explorer Pass... There are 20 attractions in all, all throughout London that are covered by the Explorer Pass. And once you have the pass, you can get into each of these individual attractions at no charge once you have the pass. And there are three different varieties of the London Explorer Pass. There is a three attraction, a five attraction, and a seven attraction version that you can buy. So it will get you into, like I said, three or five or seven of the 20 attractions in all. And once you have the pass, you just show up at the attraction and you get in at no charge. It's covered by the pass. We got the five attraction London Pass. And just looking at some of the options, some of the attractions that are covered by the pass, things like Westminster Abbey, the London Eye, St. Paul's Cathedral, those were all things we knew we were going to want to hit. Uh, there's some other attractions as well, things that were little lesser lesser interest, at least to, to my family as a whole. Uh, there's some stadium, stadium tours, Wembley Stadium and the Chelsea FC Stadium that if I were there, maybe on my own or with my friends, I would have loved to have visited, but they really weren't on the, the hit list for, for traveling with my family. But really, really lots of great options there. And you can go to LondonExplorerPass.com to see all 20 of those attractions and they list them out in detail. And they also include how much each of these individual attractions would cost without the London Explorer Pass, so you can get a great idea of how much you're going to save. 
Uh, one thing to note also before we get started with the London Pass is be aware of the age, of course, the age of your kids. And if you have very young kids like I do, my daughter, she's three, and she actually gets into several of the attractions for free because of her age. So if you have really young ones like I do, do a little research in advance about the attractions that you think you may want to visit with your pass and see if your child has to pay or not. And that could help inform which pass you get for the young ones, if you even need a pass for them at all. A simple example here would be, say, if you're planning to buy a five attraction pass and you know that kids get in free to two of the five places you want to go, then a three attraction pass might be plenty just for the little one. The adults, of course, you'd still need the five attraction pass. Adults pay everywhere, but in certain places, kids of certain ages get in for free. So just do your research in advance and make sure you just get that optimal pass for you. It's really not overly complicated just to go in with a, with a pretty good idea of what you want to see and you should be in really, really good shape. Again, you can go to LondonExplorerPass.com to check out all the options and all the attractions. So like I said, we got the five attraction pass and I am going to run down for you today the five attractions that we visited in ascending order and that's ascending order of our collective family enjoyment. Obviously, these are going to be my opinions and as you'll see, there were some special circumstances that impacted the rankings, but this is my list, my friend, and I'm sticking to it. All right, here we go. Again, this is in ascending order. Uh, number five was the hop on, hop off bus tour. Uh, we did not have a great experience with the bus tour, and this is where those special circumstances come in. Uh, the deck was sort of stacked against us from the very beginning when it came to the bus tour. First of all, we did the bus tour on our very first full day in London, and we were jet-lagged. Jet lag is a very, very real thing, my friend, and we were up. Actually, my daughter was up most of the night. I think my wife and my son and I would have slept better and probably been in better shape on that first full day, but my daughter was up for about three and a half hours right in the middle of the night, and when we finally all got back to sleep around 5 a.m., we ended up sleeping till 1.30 the next afternoon, and that's when we started our first full day. So we kind of were really sluggish out of the gates, and we just didn't get off on the on the, on a great a great footing. However, that is beyond normal, I think, and we did not forgive ourselves, or I did not forgive myself as quickly as I should have for oversleeping that first day. But my recommendation to you is just get your rest and whatever happens, just forgive yourself and move on. So anyway, so yeah, we started off with the jet lag. That was our we, the day we did the bus tour. So we were already kind of starting off in a in a rough spot. Uh, also, it was a holiday. It was Easter weekend and everyone was out. The, the city was just beyond crowded with, uh, with tourists, locals. Everyone was out. It was the holidays. People were, it was the holiday weekend. People were off work. People were just out. Also, this is kind of a double-edged sword, but the weather in London the entire time we were there it was absolutely gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. Probably 70, 72 degrees Fahrenheit, sunny, beautiful, beautiful, which on the whole is pretty unusual weather for London. So again, this brought everybody outside. Everyone was out and in the mix. 
And finally, there were there was construction going on. It was planned construction at some of the stations around town, which meant that the bus routes had been modified from their usual routes. And there was just kind of a general chaos on the hop on, hop off bus tour line. We had originally planned on using the the 24-hour bus ticket. When you get the hop-on, hop-off bus tour ticket, it's good for 24 hours. And we had planned to use our tickets to not only see the city, but also as our transportation for the day. But like I said, the buses were just so crowded. The streets were so congested that it it just didn't work out. And we bailed pretty early on the buses. And we actually got around on foot most of the day. We stayed pretty local around the Westminster Bridge area. And in the evening when we went home, we decided just to take the tube. It was so much quicker, so much easier. We had to pay a little bit out of pocket for that, even though we already had the bus tour, but it was so worth it. We got back quickly and happily. So low marks, low marks for the bus tour. It's the lowest on my list here, but this is a big but. There is a good chance that we had just an unusual experience. So don't necessarily go by everything I say. Do your research, figure out what what the the situation's going to be like in London ahead of time. Just strictly looking at the bus tour from a cost standpoint, uh, if you purchase the bus tour individually without the London Explorer Pass, it's going to cost you £38 per adult for a 24-hour ticket. And that makes it the highest regular priced attraction of all the attractions on the London Explorer Pass. So in terms of cost savings, the bus tour is a great value in terms of, of cost alone. All right, moving on to number four. Again, this is an ascending order of the five attractions that we visited using our London Explorer Pass. Number four was Shrek's Adventure. Uh, There are two interactive theater attractions located on the Thames on the west side of the Westminster Bridge, right next to the London Eye, or right beneath the London Eye, I guess. And both of these theater experiences, these interactive theater experiences are covered by the London Explorer Pass. One of them is the London Dungeon, which gives you an up-close and personal look at London's very gory history, where you can come face-to-face with chilling figures like Sweeney Todd and Jack the Ripper. We did not take our three- and six-year-old to the London Dungeon. Instead, we did the other interactive theater experience located just next door to the London Dungeon, and that is Shrek's Adventure. And by interactive theater experience, what I mean is that uh, you become part of a story where actors stay in character as you progress through various rooms and the story unfolds. And Shrek's adventure was, in my opinion, just okay. Uh, Much like with the bus tour, though, the situation does play a part in how much we enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it. Uh, This was the last thing we did on our first full day in London. Uh, The kids were spent. Uh, we were spent. My daughter rallied and she had some, she actually had a pretty good time with it, but my son was just done at this point. He was just done. And one very important thing to note on this attraction, on this Shrek's adventure, is that once you're in, once you're inside, you're, you're in. There's really no getting out. You move room to room. And you obviously, of course, you could get out, but that's going to require getting the attention of one of the employees and likely being escorted out of the experience. It never got that far. We progressed through, we did the whole thing, but just know that once you're into this thing, you're in. There's no easy, easy out. So if you're kind of on the fence about whether you're going to enjoy it or whether your kids are going to be into it, just take that into account that it's not something you can just sort of pop out of if your kids aren't feeling it. So in the end, Shrek's adventure made a valiant effort, but mostly fell flat with the kids. But again, that was just 
and and it could have been an unusual day if we had gone back on day three or day four. It might have been an entirely different situation. So I'm not here to to bash on Shrek too hard. That was just our experience. So if you're you're thinking about doing that, maybe wait a couple more days until the kids are adjusted to the time and are in better spirits than my kids were on that particular day. There was a highlight at the very end of the show. You do get to meet Shrek and take photos. The kids kind of got into that and they perked up a little bit. So Shrek's adventure was not a total bust, but it wasn't wasn't a winner either. Uh, the regular adult price for Shrek's adventure is twenty seven pounds fifty, which at a dollar thirty a pound, you know you're looking at about thirty five dollars ballpark per adult for Shrek's adventure. So the London Explorer Pass does save you quite a bit of money if Shrek's adventure is on your list. Moving on to number three, and this is where the rankings start to get difficult because the top three were all all wonderful in their own way. My number three is the Hop On, Hop Off Thames River Cruise. Now, this was an entirely different experience to the Hop On, Hop Off bus. It was very easy. It was uncrowded, very, very pleasant. You can go up and down the Thames River. With, the, with your London Explorer Pass, you get unlimited rides on the Thames River Cruise for a 24-hour period. The boats run frequently up and down the Thames between Westminster, the London Eye, the Tower of London, Greenwich, and the Bankside Piers. And you can use the boat rides simply as transportation, just going from one pier to the next, or you can do like we did. We used it as a more kind of a relaxing way to enjoy some of the big sites along the river, like again, like the Tower Bridge, the London Bridge, the London Eye. Uh, The kids loved it. We were fortunate again to have just gorgeous, beautiful weather, which always helps. Regular price for the Thames River Cruise is £19.25. All in all, It was a great experience and really, really, really stoked that it was included in our London Explorer Pass. All right, on to the top two, and the top two were really, really hard to pick. In fact, my wife and I have the same top two, but her order is the opposite of mine. But again, this is my list. I'm sticking to it. And for me, number two was the London Eye. The London Eye is one of the most famous attractions in the world, an iconic piece of the the London skyline. And if you've never seen the London Eye before, it is essentially a giant Ferris wheel where you do a ride in a fully enclosed pod up to a max height of 443 feet. That's about uh, 115 meters. And you get one rotation on the eye and it takes about 30 minutes. You get a 360 degree panoramic view of the city of London. My kids loved it. It was a warm, sunny day. The pods were air conditioned. That was, that was very pleasant. We got there early just as they opened, we got our, you don't have to buy tickets, but you do have to exchange your, your London Explorer pass, or you have to get your pass scanned and then you get tickets in exchange. So it's nice that this is covered. It was, I found the process to be very easy, but again, we got there early. I recommend doing the same. The regular adult price for the London eye is 28 pounds. So again, nice savings there. All right. Number one on my list of the five London attractions that we saw with our London Explorer Pass, it was St. Paul's Cathedral. The dome of St. Paul's was inspired by St. Peter's Basilica in Vatican City. And the dome is just so the the eye is an iconic piece of the London skyline, but it was only built 19 years ago. St. Paul's has been an iconic piece of the London skyline for far longer than that. And it was my kid's first experience in one of the quintessential old European, enormous, beautiful churches. I've been in dozens myself, but this was the first experience for my kids. So it was really, really cool just to see them 
really in awe as we walked in and just seeing the enormity and the, the beauty of it all. Entry into the cathedral includes a digital audio tour, and they also have a special interactive version of the tour for kids that makes a game out of exploring the cathedral. And the, my daughter in particular really liked that. So keep that in mind when you're visiting St. Paul's, get that audio tour, the special audio tour for the kids. Now, the reason that I put St. Paul's at the top of my list is because I got to experience a wonderful, proud dad moment. And that, and that proud dad moment occurred when both of my kids, again, six years old and three years old, both of my kids climbed the 560 steps to the top of St. Paul's Dome. And talk about a proud dad moment. When we walked in, I saw the steps ahead of us, and there's really no turning back. Once you start up the stairs, you're, you're committed. And I was fully prepared to carry one or both of them at some point, but both of my kids made it. We got to the very, very, very top of the dome and my wife actually picked up my daughter, but not because she needed to be picked up, but because the the spiral staircase got really narrow and really steep. It was almost like climbing a ladder and it was a safety thing. She carried her probably maybe the last 20 or 30 steps is all, but 560 steps to the top. The kids did amazing and the payoff was unbelievable. Just the views of the sky, of the skyline rather from, from the top of the dome was so awesome. Got some amazing views, some amazing photos. And even without the photos, the, the memories from that experience are going to last a lifetime for sure. The whole, the whole thing, the whole experience was just special. And even if you take out the proud dad moment, uh, I might have given the nod to the eye if we didn't have the proud dad moment, but I did have the proud dad moment and it was, it was enough to put it over the top. So St. Paul's Cathedral is my number one of the five attractions we saw with our London Explorer Pass. But once again, there are 15 other attractions you can use uh, your London Explorer Pass to check out on your trip to London, and you can learn all about all these attractions, everything you want to know at LondonExplorerPass.com. And we're going to have links to all this in the show notes at FamilyTravel.org slash radio. All right, my friend, that is update number one. I'll be back at you tomorrow. We're going to be talking about a day trip in the car to Stonehenge. We'll see you then. Stonehenge.